Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Renee, happy Halloween. Welcome on in. How are we feeling today? Very comfy today. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. JP, I love the union uniform uh, costume. I think it's what you're going for I'm to be a sad union player. Fan today. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to. I'm going as a bunny because why not? In my older age, I've gotten more practical where my costume is not only for comfort, but it's also for practicality of being able to wear this around the house or even for Easter. So I'm thrilled nice. that it's a, a gloomy day because I've got my jammies on already. I don't even have to go change when I get home. But I'm also happy that you guys stayed in the chat because we were dealing with some technical difficulties because sometimes technology does not allow us to be great. And also, I feel like with us having so much to talk about, the internet was like, nope, (laughs) don't do it, don't do it. We don't want to talk about it yet, not yet, not yet. But here we are. Finally, let's talk about it. So today should be a great day on PHLY Union Podcast to be able to recap the 3-1 victory, how Mm -hmm. we're feeling. There's, of course, that long break before the Wednesday game of next week. But instead... Here we are. We're talking injuries. We're talking controversial slurs. We're talking about chaos, drama, on and off the field. And this team has already had so much chaos this season. Why not just sprinkle on a little postseason version, starting with Kai Wagner, uh, because Kai reportedly, <sighs> during the game, I still don't understand. I have several questions, but we're going to unpack this here together, guys. Mm-hmm. Kai Wagner allegedly used a racial slur towards the forward for New England Revolution, Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood does speak German. The slur was in German. So Mm -hmm. Wood, having lived in Germany for over a decade, was able to understand the slur, picked up on it. And JP, you actually not only uh, were there, but you also had a chance to slow down the footage after the fact and try to take a look at it because Bobby Wood, you can see the immediate reaction of what Kai was saying to Bobby Wood. I'm also trying to get the officials to kind of like listen to what their, you know, their argument about the fact that Kai said something racially mm-hmm. wrong and discriminative. Yeah, so if you guys want to check that out, first off, make sure you guys are following PHLY Union, but also make sure to follow me, Barcelo Philly. I put a slowed down version on my Twitter account. Um, the video does come from, uh, his name is <coughs> Douglas Reyes Serron. Good job, um, Douglas. He's a producer for the Lebetard and Friends uh, production team over there. And so I kind of slowed it down and one couple things that I noticed, Renee, was number one, Kai and Bobby Wood were pretty much isolated in the center of the pitch. Correct. 
And so at the certain moment, you could see Bobby Wood pointing at Kai, mm -hmm. very upset, decides to go up to the ref and obviously plead his, his case of what just happened. Right. Um, Veroni, who from my understanding as well, who subbed on in that match as well, understands German too. And he kind of confirmed what Bobby Wood said. Now, mm -hmm. this wasn't German. There really weren't a lot of players around the situation besides Bobby and Kai and Verone, who was just a couple feet away as well. Um, so this is why we have an investigation. These are serious accusations. And I said, as I said on social media today, this is really serious for a it player is. to just throw that out there. <laughs> I don't think this is a competitive edge. I think Bobby may have been personally attacked. We do need to wait for this investigation to be completed. But I just don't see how a player like Bobby Wood would just lie about that. And that's what's super frustrating because what Jim and the unit have cultivated as far as a culture goes in that dressing room, it is super positive. And they have stood up against systemic issues like this. We all look back at 2020. Their stand towards the George Floyd mm -hmm. and the BLM movement. It was super special. So for me, that's what hurts the most. Like how can Kai being in this dressing room for so long have those thoughts how i don't care what emotions you're feeling in a pitch like you know the, the emotions get to you yeah but never ever ever should it go towards racism and it's super sad because last week we were all on the pay kai train and now a lot of people are ready to say goodbye to kai Wagner because it's very simple there's no place for racism in our game yeah i absolutely am just yeah, disgusted China. by what unfolded because as you mentioned, there's no need for it. Let's 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 run it back. I know Eugene, you're saying it's gonna be an interesting show. Trad man, you're saying uh, Bobby did also point to his his eye to low when it seems to ask what happened when he was asked what happened. Um, so in the final minutes of the game, the game's winding down. The yellow card was issued from Veroni as he fouled Nathan Harriel. That's what stopped the play. Obviously, the officials are reviewing through VAR. And while the play is being checked to see if it's a red card, you do see, as you mentioned, Bobby, Kai, and Veroni around midfield. So this is what makes it tough because there's nobody else there. And there's no camera footage to fully show what was said. All you have is the zoomed out footage yeah. of the incident. You can't see anything close enough to know what specifically was said. You absolutely can tell something was said, though, because Bobby Wood's immediate reaction, as we all saw, was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, the immediate reaction was very caught off guard. And it wasn't in a way that was how, like, it, the other thing with the reaction, it wasn't like, screw you, I want to come back and talk to you. It was like, or it was, it was, you could tell something that was said was extremely inappropriate. Like, I think there's a different yeah. reaction when someone's knocking up to you and standing up to you and like trying to be confrontational and fight you. There's usually a more physical type of response. This was a, I just got, I just heard something racist and I don't like it. And I'm going to, and he immediately goes and runs to the official and is talking to him. Now the MLS did release a statement saying they're aware of the allegation that a player used discriminatory language toward an opposing player and a review of the matter is underway. The league has been working with the MLS players association and black players for change on a process to address these types of allegations. And we'll have no further comment during the pendency of the review. Obviously it's going to take time because they're also in the process of reviewing a, another incident that happened in, for the uh, FC Cincinnati forward, Dominique Baji, oh, who also had an, an issue it. of, as he was a victim of racial abuse as well. So there's two incidents that happened this past couple of days. 
Not good. It is disgusting. I mean, I always say to me, the one of the most frustrating things about soccer is the lack of inclusivity in soccer. And I dealt with that myself as a player. And I've heard so many other stories from colleagues and, and former teammates and people that dealt with the same things. And to see it still happening in 2023, when, as you mentioned, the union mm. have been a champion of yeah. inclusivity and, and allowing to have a safe space and environment that. You know, everybody can be respected and treated the same and allow them to just play soccer. So I, I can't say this for several reasons. And I think the one main one is why? What was the point point of this? It's not even a situation when you look back at that, JP, where Kai's really involved. He's mm -hmm. walking away out of the mix. Why do you why are you so angry that you feel the need to say something like that? There's no fighting. No one's in each other's face. The officials are reviewing the play. Where what is even the cause for that which makes me wonder how many other times have you said this, but because you said it in German or under your breath, nobody heard it. That's the concerning part about it. Like, trust me, I have a temper. Believe <clears> it or not, I have a temper. My mind <sighs> never, ever, ever goes towards bringing up racist thoughts. Like that to me is super weird. Mm. But uh, real quick. So one thing to point out too was when this all started, the one union player that was in the middle of it was Damian Lowe. Now, keep yes. in mind, Lowe went through the same issue that Bobby Wood went through last year while he was a member of Inter-Miami, mm -hmm. while DC former DC United forward Taxi Fontas decided to throw something towards him as well. So now Damien Lowe was put in a tough spot because he was right where Bobby Wood was. And now Lowe's like, yeah. well, that's my teammate, but that's also not right. It, it's just such a, such a terrible thing. So, Renee, now we have to ask ourselves, if the investigation comes out, that Kai Wagner, in fact, did say this, what do you do now? Like, you can't, like, honestly, you can't play him. There's no way in hell this fan base will implode if you play Kai Wagner because this is serious. It's very serious. It's bigger than than sports. It's For bigger sure. than any, any sport, any result. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot that's going to unfold here as we continue to follow this developing story. Um I know the captains were called over. The coaches were consulted. Nothing officially came out, though, until after the game. And that's where it's like, okay, this is this, as you mentioned, of what's next is bigger. It's not just as simple of a yellow, a red. This is this is a bigger implication. This is a guy that's already on his way out of the league, as we talked about Kai Wagner on the show many times, because it's been pay Kai, pay Kai, pay Kai. And now as you talk about, JP, it's get Kai out of here, because there, this is not the league for that. No. As you talk about Eugene and the crap, Eugene and the crabs, Eugene in the <laughs> chat. It's not the first time that slurs have been used, mm -hmm. you know, most likely because this, the way that Kai, I just can't unsee the way that Kai said it. He's not involved. Why are you, why are you jumping in saying something racist? You're not the one that got fouled. And I'm not ever adjusting racism, justifying racism. It's wrong. There's no place for it. There's no ever, sure. there's never an opportunity to me that makes sense for you to be racist or discriminatory. There are times when you get fouled and someone knocks you down and you jump up and you get in their face and you say something, maybe you curse at them. Understand that. Why are you, you're not even the person that was fouled. It was Nathan Harriel. Yeah. You're not even the person that's involved in the play. You're not getting the card. You're walking away and you proceed to mutter under your breath loud enough where Wood can hear you. Wood is, he's of Japanese and African-American descent. That, That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Wood is of Japanese and African-American descent. He's lived in Germany for over a decade. He's multilingual. 
clearly has a, a, an, uh, an ear for German and, and was able to catch it right away. And that's what has me wondering, is this the first time Kai Wagner said something? Because how many times, look, it's a very international league. Yes. There are people, players all across the league that play so many different languages. How many times do you hear somebody mutter something as they walk by and you have no idea what they're saying? But in this case, because Wood knows German as well as Veroni, immediately we're able to pick up on it. And so if I'm the league, that's what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. Because, again, not justifying it. In the heat of a moment, not justifying it. Mm -hmm. Maybe say something inappropriate. Still wrong. Still should be suspended. But you say it under your breath when you are walking away, not involved at all. If I'm the league, I'm concerned. And there's disciplinary action that you're probably, you're done. Yeah. And you're I mean, done. I, I, again, like I, I go back to. Why would a guy like Bobby Wood throw these accusations out? Like I don't right, think that's the other thing. What is the point of saying that? There's no competitive edge here. He felt like he was attacked, and I, I, I got to take that. I mean, I got to take that seriously. That that accusation there. So we'll see. This league also hasn't been the best with handling these type of situations before. I look at the Dante Van Zier situation, Taxi Fontas, not once but twice. Um, so we'll see what does happen, Kai. But obviously, it's different because. I mean, Kai's season could end here in the next two weeks. The union season yeah. could end here in the next two weeks. So Kai's time could be coming to an end. So he could just be like, I don't even care. You do whatever you want, which is so upsetting. Which also is what makes it makes me wonder. I mean, to have an anti-Asian slur that you're saying under your breath when you're not involved in a play, to me is that I don't care anymore. I'm done. And unfortunately, sometimes when people are over something and they don't, they want no parts and they're, they're you know, I'm ready to just be out of here. They'll say and, and do ridiculous things as he's waiting for that official goodbye. So, yeah. um, Chapman, you're saying, can the MLS punish him if the investigation goes out of his contract? No. No. I mean, if his if, if, it, if they do something like a 10 game suspension, I'm just throwing out a random number and the union don't play 10 more games. Technically, no. But I think, honestly, what it would change is for his next team. If I'm the front office, they, if I'm someone know. that's been actively shopping for, for Kai Wagner, maybe it doesn't have implications on the longevity of his time in the MLS because we're in the postseason already. But I'm not, I'm not bringing a guy like that into my team anymore. Like Financially, you're taking a hit. His, his stock has gone down because who wants to bring a, a guy in the locker room that it, it, it was smug? And even as you talked about, we were talking before the show, his comments about the incident when asked, no comment. That is everything right there. What do you mean no comment? If if someone threw a racial allegation towards me, you best believe I'm saying absolutely not. <laughs> like, is a no comment? No, I'm not saying that. That's yeah. guilty as hell. Tribe man saying many teams in some countries don't care, sadly. Sadly, that is say, the truth. It was, is the truth. I was going to say, Serie A, uh, La Liga, Jose, shots Jose. I mean, get, yeah, Getafe literally signed Mason Greenwood, which is... He had the domestic violence situation himself, and they literally made a whole parade of his signing. So there are definitely leagues and clubs that oh, yeah. don't care about this type of situation, which is a, which is unfortunate. Which is where he will end up because he's going to go to a team or a league where they don't care and they, they don't have any sort of ethical boundaries and they allow you to say and do whatever you want because, unfortunately – Sports draws in a lot of money, and it's not just soccer and, and, and around the world football. It's other sports as well where we see this a lot of times where a player has been involved in an incident, domestic abuse, drug abuse, racism, discrimination. The list goes on and on, and they end up still being treated like a king because it's not it doesn't happen to women usually. It's usually the male athletes treated like a king as if nothing happened. So mm -hmm. Kai is going to get us – he would get a slap on the wrist, I think – in terms of long term, and you're going to see him back on the pitch somewhere playing with somebody else, still probably muttering under his breath, possibly. But for the MLS short term with the union specifically, 
if this comes out that he said anything, not looking good. And like you mentioned with his no comment, to me, that's the sign of guilt. He knows he said something and got caught. I agree with you. If I, if I'm ever suspected of anything, no, no, no. Why would I say something like that? I, I'm not, you know, immediately I'm, I'm saying something that's defending myself. Now, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they told him don't say anything until this is clear because we don't True. want you to say anything that, that, you know, is worse. But if you get implicated for saying a racial slur. It's huge. What, at the very least, you can put together. They can, they can put together a statement for him. They had time to construct something of, I am sorry if you felt as though I said something racist. I did not. The investigation will further take a look at this, but I personally am sorry if, if it would felt any kind of way. I did not say anything racist, and you know I hope to get back on the pitch playing with my team, um, and that doesn't affect anything. Like I don't know, there's a there's a there's PR teams for this for a reason <laughs> that literally will take a step back, have a conversation, and say, "Hey, Kai, you know what's happening here? What's going on here?" And now before he goes into any sort of interview, we'll prep him on something to say because to say no comment to me shows a sign of guilt. Yeah, and you talked about the the altercation center of the pitch. Yo, Kai looks so defensive in that moment too. You mentioned how he was arguing, like he was trying. He was like, "Hold me back," like that type of stuff. And, and like, it still made no sense. I still don't understand why. Like the game was heated. Okay, it was it, as the game sure. progressed, and we'll talk more specifics about the actual game itself. The game progressed and definitely got more intense as it went on. But on the other side of it, you weren't directly involved in that play. It's Nathan Harrell. Why are you getting involved? And if you're, okay, you're defending your teammate. I get that, but it, it wasn't giving, I'm defending my teammate vibes. Travman, you're saying how I reacted. He wants to leave. It looked, it's, it's kind of like he's mentally already out the door and he's just. Could very well be. I mean, like, yeah. look, El Brujo defended him too. I mean, El Brujo's not throwing racial slurs in Spanish. No, there's so, you can defend your teammate. You cannot be happy with the hard foul. Obviously, you know, during that time, there was a pause. They're trying to see if it's a red card. It's it's heated, but you don't go that far. Like you said, there's no reason to go that far to the point that you're saying a racial slur. Mm -hmm. That's that mind-boggling. Absolutely but terrible. It definitely makes you wonder the future for Kai, um, what the union would decide. Of course, we still have to wait to hear officially what was said, what was not said. But everyone's under the microscope now, the Philadelphia Union especially, because they've been a team that's been really leading a lot of discussions with the various organizations, yeah. the MLS, you know, Player Association, the Black Players for Change, they've been heavily involved in so many different topics around better pay, better better environments, less toxicity, more inclusivity, and growing the game. And now one of your your main players is involved in a situation where he allegedly was race was using a racial slur. Yeah. And we've never really had to deal with this in Philly. And you know, we talked about last week. Just the, the all the stuff that Jim has to kind of put, all these flyers he has to put out, and now this is the biggest one yet. Coming off of a, you mentioned it, the three one win, it was euphoric. The way we 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 were we were playing on Saturday was great, and then just to get into, we'll talk about the other set of news, but to get into this on, on a Monday to start the week, nobody wants to wait for the match. One wants to go no. through Monday, then you get this news, and it's just so disappointing. <clears throat> like Kai could have left here as a legend, as people wanting him to not leave. Yep. And now his legacy in Philly has just been tainted. I mean, yeah, this, this is terrible. Well, Coach there. brings up a good point that he's he's chiming in on this conversation with. Coach is under the weather, or else I would just let him speak himself. Um, mm -hmm. His voice is a little gone. But he said that maybe the union will step back and let Kai, um, like, hang him out to dry a little bit and just 
let things unfold because it does take the pressure off of them not to have to pay him because listen everybody i saw it in the chat we've said it i've been seeing it on twitter everybody now is saying don't pay kai it went from <laughs> pay kai pay kai to don't pay kai so this could be sadly a chance where he is as you mentioned tainting his overall legacy with within the union to a point that everyone's now gonna be like let him walk and we're not gonna bat an eye on it players fans anyone is no longer going to be defensive and, and upset when Kai is gone because yeah. now you, it makes like my first thought is probably what other people's f first thoughts were. Wait a minute. He did what? And if he did that, when else has he done that? Typically racism in my experiences dealing with any oh, sort of yeah. discrimination, it's not a one-time thing when someone is discriminatory, I've dealt with sexism, racism, all types of stuff, colorism. Usually if there's a pattern to it, if you mind. don't just one day decide I'm going to use a racial slur, you've been saying it, just not getting caught. And this time you got caught. So now he's almost falling. What is it? There's a saying where you like fall on the sword or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know that saying coach? No. Okay. Just me. Okay. I'm he's he's like, quotes. I'm going to Google it. Cause it's going to, it's going to, it's going to irk me that I can't think of this. Um, it's something about essentially, <laughs> I'm good. Die, fall on the sword you <laughs> die on the sword you fall. I don't even know. Either. He's like falling on one sword. Like he's I don't know. He's falling. I don't know. He's, he's definitely he's falling on a sword. Messing himself sure. up. Yeah, he's messing himself up because he's in a situation where we were actively supporting him and no longer are we doing that. I mean, at this point, everyone's like, bye, see ya. Don't let the door hit you where the good lord. Oh wow, I'm over two. <laughs> it's a long day, okay? I, what is it? Don't let the the Guys, door the doorknob hit you where the where the cord lord split you. <laughs> we we got our eyes on trick or treating, you know, guys. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, Renee, Renee's ready to. Let me just Renee's burn ready myself. Focus, focus. I need some carrots and a break. Um, listen, I I can't think anymore of what the terms are. I'm gonna stop trying to use these little sayings and things and just say at the end of the day, Kai Wagner screwed up messed himself up, messed up his future in Philly, messed up our thoughts on Kai Wagner and wanting to keep hey. him. There it is! But I don't think that's correct now that I, now that I read that whole. See, I knew somebody knew, live by the door, sword, die by the sword. Now that doesn't actually fully make sense anyways, but it's fine. It's not, the point is, the point is, I feel as though Kai Wagner, oh, those who live by violence will die by violence. That's what it means. Sword Jesus. Violence, Lord have mercy. No, because the point is not to connect the dots because now I just sound all over the place. The point is Kai Wagner clearly has had some side of him. We don't know. Mm -hmm. We all see Kai as getting assists, beautiful services into the box, incredible set pieces, lefty that you want to sign. One of the best left backs in the whole league. Now we're trying, now we're figuring out Kai Wagner's got a whole other side, apparently that we don't know about. And it's choosing violence. It's choosing racism. And in this situation, it came out at an awful time where somebody was around you to hear it. And now you're going to live by the sword, die by the sword. Let, let me ask you. So if he came out and he fessed up, completely honest, guys, I'm sorry. I said it. It wasn't right. What Would that change at all? No, nothing. That's like, okay. Because I, I believe when somebody shows you their true colors, believe them. Like someone has exposed themselves to you, you don't let that slide and make excuses because it's it's like it's like the person in a, an abusive relationship where someone is cursing them out or something and they keep saying, oh, I'm sorry, this will be the last time. No, it won't. This will not be the last time, because if you were able to say it that casually, let's keep in mind the circumstances. 
He's not in someone's face going back and forth and, and it slips. Yeah. He's walking away. They're nearby and he lets it slip. So if you're able to casually be racist like that and drop a slur, when else are you doing it? Yeah. How much have you done that? And it's not a one-time oops. It's something that you were way too comfortable throwing that out there, assuming that nobody would hear you or that nobody would understand you if they did mm -hmm. hear you. So to use an Asian slur under his breath like that, mm-mm. In German? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Peace. For me personally, just because, like, <laughs> I feel like for a lot of times in today's day and age, a lot of people don't like to take full responsibility for their actions. I would appreciate it. But if that happens, the protocol has to be, that's it. Like, there's that's no it. suspensions. There can't be fines. That's it. Like, you're done. You're gone. I, you're cut. Like, that's, that has to be the precedent. I'm going to go as far as to turn the tables. If someone wants to use the N-word against me, there's no way that I'm like, if they come back and say, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have called you the N-word. I'm just going to be like, it's okay. It happens. It does not happen. You don't mm -hmm. just act. No, that doesn't just accidentally happen. roll off your tongue. And I, like, that's one of the most offensive things that somebody could say to me if they called oh, me the n-word sure. or a b um like an, you know that to me is, are the things that like immediately i put myself into woods cleats and was thinking how would i feel if that were me and what words would trigger you know a you know some sort of a response like that and there's no there's no way you can ever make an excuse for that or apologize for that because you casually say it to me that's a wrap i'm not i don't you can you can you should apologize take accountability Absolutely, but it doesn't change what the consequences should be, which is you no, no sure. longer should be on the field, right, for the union. Oh man, I was I, I was just thinking about what do we do in game two? I know, we... and here we are. Oh my Boom. god, Kai. Kai. Well, it is. It's very much frustrating, and we'll we're gonna continue to keep an eye on this, monitor this. I'm sure over the next few days. There's going to be more that develops. Without a doubt, we will try to do our best to stay up to date on it. Unfortunately, um, I also think it's going to take some time. This is a serious matter. This is not something that you want to take lightly if you're the MLS. Not only are the union under the microscope, but so is the league because the league has been growing substantially, doing a good job. Obviously, you've, there's been various things over the season alone, playoff format changes, bringing in Messi, expansion, all these things that are positive. This absolutely, especially with the other incident with Cincinnati, are going to be opportunities for them to show what they stand for. So and true. so they're under the microscope for sure. All right. Well, I would normally do a witty transition, but I don't want to do one for a, a topic like this to transition out of racism um, sure. because there's no place for that. So let's talk about on the other side, uh, Soul Savvy, because Soul Savvy does allow you to be able to rock some great sneaks for all of you sneakerheads or the casual sneaker buyer or maybe someone that's somewhere in between. Soul Savvy allows you to stay up to date on releases. You don't have to miss out on any drops. You can get great prices. And so you can download the Soul Savvy Drops app. And the Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up to date on latest news, releases, raffles, sales in the sneaker world. It is your one-stop shop for everything sneakers. So the drop alerts give you instant notifications. You don't have to miss a release again. You'll get notified with whatever your size is too, which is also key because sometimes they might have a great shoe that's not in your size. They've also got free raffle management so you can keep track of all the raffles that are happening as well as that calendar. The release calendar is updating you on upcoming releases. So whether you're the casual buyer, the sneakerhead, or somewhere in between like myself, they've got something for everyone. And you can go on over to Soul Savvy. You can also scan the QR code that is on your screen. And then with that, you can get started today. So sign up for Soul Savvy by clicking the links 
in our bio, uh, scanning on your scanning the QR code on your screen, or heading on over to soulsavvy.com slash P-H-L-Y to get started today on the Drops by Soul Savvy app. All right. Jim's well, unfortunately, you what? Jim's got to get on that app. I know. He had these Seriously. hair, I think it was like dunks of like brown and black. It was beautiful on Saturday. He's, he brings some swag for sure. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Um, Tribeman on the last topic before we move along was saying, personally, it would be very much appreciated for an apology, but uh, he agrees you're still gone. Um, if he was really sorry, he would go to classes and training and reeducate himself, but still gone. Agreed with you on that, Tribeman. Um, so oh. we're going to keep an eye on that because education is key. The, fo- the following um, steps in terms of consequences are key because it also is just sending a message to everybody about what is and is not tolerated here so unfortunately that wasn't the only bad news mm. jp that we had since that game. i mean it was just like pew, 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 pew. what else can happen what else what else what can go wrong oh let's let's test that out as we were talking about the result possibly being what were wrong and maybe the union were going to come out and play well oh they actually came out and played very well yeah but it was the other issues jp and you were you were there you got yeah. to see it. So we were in Jim's presser, and I, I was expecting it to be, you know, a, a typical presser. And then Jim drops the bomb <laughs> of Glesnes, uh needing surgery on a sports injury. Um, and I go back to like my like twelve year old self and remember when Donovan McNabb went through that, how painful that that, that sounded. And Glesnes is going actually today. He had surgery. Um, the report on Saturday was Glesnes was going to go through surgery today. So the timetable is not for sure. Uh, Jim has some optimism towards Glasses because he's a tough guy. We all know this. He's been playing for this for a while, too. I know. Playing in soccer with a lower body injury like that, that's incredible. But, yeah, so Glasses is going to be out for a little bit, guys. Um, It just sucks for him because we talked about this run that we were trying to go on, what happened last year, the, the, the team that remained from last year, that hungry they were. Now he's going to be out. You're missing that veteran leadership. Everyone remembers that Red Bull goal in 21 to win the game in extras. And that's all stuff that you're going to be missing out on. Now, Damian Lowe looks solid on Saturday, and that's probably going to be what you're going to be doing. The depth behind those two, you're looking at um, Oluwethu, who we got, got with the U22 initiative over the summer from South Africa. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the depth all of a sudden, we talked about the midfield during the summer, we had so much depth, and we had so much depth at center back, and now you're down to Lowe and Elliott, essentially. I don't know what they do. I mean, obviously, we have to wait for Kai Wagner's status because he's been a center back option that they've used. Harriel's been a center back option. Obviously, Wagner's not playing. So this is kind of a mess now with, with the Glezis injury news. Um, I'm going to redeem myself because I was wrong on my previous two sayings and i'm gonna go with a song by the gap band you dropped the bomb on me do you know that song <laughs> baby you dropped the bomb on me dun, dun, dun. that's the bomb the bomb the song is talking about exactly this issue like got me all excited if obviously it's in different contexts but he got me all excited got my hopes up and then you dropped the bomb on me that is this because i recall jp a few weeks ago and ever since when asked about jacob Klesner's Jim Curtin and the presser was talking about, we're going to manage him. We're going to rest him. He'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Burning house gift. He's not <laughs> fine. And what makes me mad about this, unfortunately, is the turnaround time of this is a few weeks. Yeah. So Jim was saying, and according to the training staff and medical staff and whatever professionals, they were saying, you know, this surgery won't, it won't be like a one or two week quick turnaround. It might take a few weeks that, 
Glessness is back. But if we remember, the time that Jacob Glessness was starting to miss games was before the international break. Mm. So my math is telling me, what if, what if this surgery, that's not a season-ending year type of recovery, but seems like a few weeks, depending on, you can come back sooner. It is a sports hernia surgery, and hernias in general, it depends. It depends on the person, their body. I'm no hernia expert. Um, I know of people that have had hernias, and it's it depends on the person. It varies. Jim so, did mention that Glezis is a Viking. Obviously, he's, not he's a Viking. He's a strong. Set. He's a strong guy. He's an iron an iron man. Um, and the thing is, when you look back at the last weeks of the regular season, mm-hmm. obviously there was an international break. There was the New England Revolution game. There was like one game per week because it even mm-hmm. was slowed down before then. September as a whole was a lot a lot less of, in terms of games. So I'm wondering if it was getting this bad. I know they were trying to manage it and have him sit out of practice and play less, you know, play less games. Why not get the surgery sooner? Especially since this isn't something that's season ending. You know, this is, we're talking about a hernia, which is very painful, but it is something that could have been alleviated so that coming into the playoffs, you have him. Now, I do see on the other side the concern of the union had to lock in a home game, number three spot. They were aiming for number three spot. Of course, they fell number four. You know, there were other things in the air still, but in my opinion, after clinching back against, was that Charlotte that Wednesday night game? Yep. Mm-hmm. Glessons is done. Yeah. Get that surgery. Aim to have him back for the playoffs because the regular season, although you love to have a home game, the regular season at that point is less important to me, at least, than having Jacob Glessons healthier. Now, I know in the chat, Chadman, you're saying, say yeah, <laughs> go ahead. I'll let you jump in on it. No, I mean, it, look, it, it, it's with Glessons, it's tough because he's a competitor, right? He wants to be yeah. out there every single match. But you obviously have to be smart about it. You know, it's funny because, you know, the union don't typically loan out players. And this year they decided to loan out two players. Andres Pereira, whose loan is now over because NYCFC season's over. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Craig, whose loan is also over because also season's over. But also he didn't play Craig once. And we talked about it during one of our episodes. You know, Jim mentioning that Craig is not good enough for the first team, but also is too good enough for the second team. And what I would say, like, I would feel a little more comfortable with this Glezza situation if I had Craig as as a guy off coming off mm-hmm. the bench, because at least that's someone who I've seen, and I feel like he could play some minutes here in Major League so Soccer. So you'd go with Craig right now? As you'd a backup, to- as a backup to Lowe and Ellie. I mean, it's better than Olawethu, who I've, I haven't seen anything from. I don't even know what veteran options there are out there at this late of the season, but it's just a situation where you're screwed. You know, not to, not to put it in another term, but you are screwed. Uh, Glezis, like I mentioned, not only does he provide veteran leadership, obviously, anytime he touches the ball, the one thing you always hear in Subaru Park, shoo, like you kind of miss that as well. Um, but, you know, depth now is really thin, and I, and I don't know what you need to do. And obviously, yeah. you have a situation with Kai Wagner, who could be another potential option at, at center back, but it's just not looking good. I don't know what the you need to do if something does happen. You're just knocking on wood again yeah i know you're bringing up brandon craig as well as Travman about uh, it'd be nice to have him right now him going to austin did seem a little bit useless since he didn't get any minutes uh christopher kramer welcome in i like that i think that's a donut picture you've got which is oh, awesome nice. love a donut love a good donut <laughs> had a great donut yesterday um you're saying flock had a hernia too tried yeah. to play through it couldn't after a while the ultimate issue is overuse but him and flock both should have been shut down well before surgeries occurred hernias you can recover from a hernia without needing surgery 
And I agree. I don't understand how it got to this point. I, I do think someone like Glesnes, much like Flock, I'm sure, have that personality. Nobody wants to sit down. Nobody wants to be out. But would you rather be out for one week or the the postseason? I mean, you got to... That's how you have to pose it because at this point, your team needs you the most now, not at the closing parts of the regular season. The union Seriously. need him the most now. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. Now you add Kai Wagner in the mix. And who is the back line at this point? Damian Lowe and Jack have been steady at center back. You've got Nate and you've got Mbizo. That's your playoff back four? You got Matt Real. I mean, you've got Matt Real. Yes, but, but mean, again, we shouldn't, you shouldn't have these issues because right now the union should be – you want to try to gear your team up to be as close to being healthy as possible. Wow, without a hood on, it sounds so different. Being as close <laughs> to being healthy as possible. And so every time we were asking about Glesnes, this is not <clears throat> something that just started. When you notice it's not getting better, it's a hernia, you need to shut him down and start talking about possible solutions sooner. I'm sure they were. I'm not in those conversations. I'm not going to assume that they were not. But to now hear that a surgery is what's going to be happening, Jim was saying surgery is probably the smartest thing to do at this stage. Okay, well, could this have been done sooner then? Could, could, could we have somehow alleviate things so that he doesn't need to get a surgery now at the start of the playoffs? It's just... To me, miss poor management in a sense of it's been a lot of minutes. It's been a lot of games. It's been a lot of chaos going on. And now the issue is you're going to get in the playoffs and you don't have one of your best players. You already have the Ali Bedoya thing that the guys apparently aren't talking about, according to Julian Carranza, is what he told us. They're moving on from that. Then you add in Kai Wagner. How many hits? How many times can this team continue to take hits before they fall? Now you're without Jacob Glessness for the foreseeable future because – you couldn't get him squared away with a hernia sooner. It's too much noise. That's it's way too much way noise. too much noise in that dressing Put my hood room. Back on. For as mentally tough as this team is, I mean, it's just too much noise to be going around right now. And you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't know how this team does move forward from all this. It's gonna be, it's gonna take a masterful job from Jim Curtin, which I don't doubt. But this is part of the, this is part of reason why you know I do. I'm kind of embracing this upcoming offseason. Maybe this team does need a little reset. Maybe change up the dynamic a little bit. Change up the I core. I think so. Um, because like stuff like this, like we're getting to Sixers, we're getting to Sixers level drama. You know, <laughs> you know how dramatic that is. The union are becoming the Sixers. That's so dramatic, <laughs> Eugene. I did see your note about my costume having a trapdoor zipper that I talked about on the Philly show. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's useless. Just like that move to have Craig go down to Austin was useless. I don't like useless things. <laughs> there needs to be a reason for why you're doing things. And having a zipper on the back of this costume versus just like sending Brandon Craig down to Austin, useless. So I do think, unfortunately, the, the union and Sixers are becoming one and the same. I mean, look, even the Flyers are winning games. The union were the team, one of the teams that we could hang our hats on. And now it's just drama after drama after drama. And I, I like watching the union and I like talking about the union and I, I like that we get to talk about the union, but I would like to talk about the union with a little less drama. That'd be cool because right now we should be focusing on the playoffs, but instead we're talking about injuries, racial slurs, no, oh my God, future no. co contract issues. Um, Lauren, you're saying the season is the end of the franchise run. Oh no. Going to have to rebuild, oh. but luckily it's such a good youth program. But you know, even that to me is a frustrating part. How much, how long is the union going to continue to lean on the homegrowns versus being able to bring in veteran players? I know we've talked about that mm -hmm. too. You know, that's in my opinion is kind of part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Look at the veterans right now. Andre, Ali, Jacob, Jack, 
worn down because Jose worn down. Bueno, you don't have enough guys that are coming in for depth purposes because your depth is your homegrowns. Jack McGlynn's had a bigger role. Nate Harrell's have a, had a bigger role. Quinn Sullivan we've seen. Tyra Rebo we've seen. Obviously, Julian Carranza and Gazag have been great up top, but there's no depth in terms no. of veterans that you have that don't have a lot of mileage on the tank. Yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, Lauren, so rebuilding MLS is not really per se a thing like you see like in the NBA or even the NFL or NHL. <laughs> no, seriously. It's like, like the MLS draft's really <clears throat> non-existent, essentially. I mean, the unions typically trade all their picks away. But really what you want to do is if you're selling, there's players have prices, there's price tags. So if you're selling those players, you want to be able to find those players and supplement them. Typically, they are cheaper, uh, especially in a league like the MLS. You know, not everyone has Real Madrid type of money. But no, I mean, the, the this team, I, I do feel like there has to be a shift within it's time with the, with that dressing room. Need some fresh voices. It, it's always helpful to have that. I mean, especially keep this in mind, too. Like we played so much soccer over the last couple of years, going deep into playoff, all these playoff runs. There's a wear and tear on the, on those bodies, and mm -hmm. you know, with all that being said as well, guys, the the amount of matches we've been playing, we've talked about it before, it's way too much. The league has to look at this. I mean, it's not just the union. There are teams all throughout the league that are going through these injuries, and they're gonna have to yeah. figure out how way to put out bodies out there. Yeah. So it's just a multiple multiple different things, and it just doesn't feel like it's the union's time like it did last yeah, year. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't honestly, and that's that's why I haven't been that optimistic. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button while you're trickling yes. in, and, and join the conversation. Let us know your thoughts. Hit the thumbs up. Join in the chat. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, I know Christopher, you're saying. That as well as midfield injuries. Midfield injuries have been huge. You saw the five, the five three two, the three five two. You know, there's been some adjustments in terms of formation. I know Jim was spinning it as a positive that this team is battle tested and has you know dealt with adversity. That they can also have a number of looks. But in soccer, especially, it's got to be down the middle where you're strongest. Your keeper, your center backs, your center mids, your 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 forwards. You can't have a a team that's aiming to be in the MLS Cup that's getting dominated in the midfield. You have to have a strong midfield that can control play, control the tempo, and the injuries in the midfield, the lack of depth in the midfield has been an issue. I know, Lauren, you're also talking about Bedoya being the mainstay. He's part of that problem, too. Bedoya, Ali Bedoya's older, obviously, had over 200 starts, many many minutes that he's played He's can't be your your creator, your lone creator. You know, it's if Jose Martinez is not out there, who else in the midfield is really helping the union get their attack going? Who's helping them get forward? Who's helping to take shots from distance and final third passes and runs? You don't really have that. You have a lot of possession guys. You've got a lot of good balance middies and a Jack McGlynn, even Flock. But they don't have those game-changing midfielders outside of what Jose Martinez can bring. So, yeah, I agree. It seems like this is time for some changes, some new voices. And I like what the youth brings of fresh legs. But I also think in building a team, you have to have some older veteran guys that you're bringing in. And, and you know, that's guys that are going to be able to come in and be competing for a starting spot, coming in being someone that can contribute, whether it's on the offensive end or helping to get clean sheets. Definitely need to have – you know, not just players that are, are role players or bench players, but guys that can help raise your top. And so I'm hoping that all of these issues of this season will absolutely pay off for next season. Absolutely. You know what I'm hoping for, Renee? I'm hoping that our listeners check out our friends over at Love FOCO. It. Guys, FOCO, your leading manufacturer for sports and entertainment merchandise. 
with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Winter sports have just started in Philadelphia. Get your Flyers, Sixers gear. Obviously, we are in Union playoff mode, but I don't know how excited you are. But still, go get your gear over there. Uh, right now, all for all non-presale items, you can use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. Guys, check out our friends over at FOCO, and thank you to our friends over at FOCO. But yeah. Yeah, it's been frustrating. I know, Trav, man, you're saying all this stuff is happening the year you oh, get 2024 man. season tickets. Trav, we have an off-season. You, don't, you yeah, never know. Yeah, we've got time. And we'll be talking all off-season on the show here about how things are developing because based off of how the postseason has been in, and definitely the final weeks of the regular season, there's going to be a lot to talk about this offseason. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, listen, fortunately, despite all the chaos, the union did still win on Saturday. They had a great first half. I don't know that the second half was just as great, but a nice strong first half performance uh, that allowed them to go up 3-0. Early on, each goal about 10 or 11 minutes apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was a positive that this team was able to get one goal and keep going. They didn't take their foot off the gas. They were able to put the revs away, especially since when the eight and a half minute mark, we saw an incredible chance by the New England. Fantastic. Three different shots, including the one that went off the crossbar and to hold them scoreless. And then just minutes later to come down. Julian Carranza uh, draws the penalty kick, Daniel Gazdag finishes, the Union get on the board, and they don't stop from there. So overall, solid first half. I know Coach and I were talking before the game, um, not the greatest second half when you look at the first to second, but still came away with the victory, JP. Yeah. How are you feeling after the win Saturday? Well, obviously at that moment I felt really good. (laughs) Not so much now. (laughs) Not so much now. But – it wasn't perfect, right? But they did a lot of good things right. And everything kind of changed in that first half. Carlos Hill did not look right. Mm. He went on the ground, and obviously fans thought he was just wasting time because they thought they were just trying to walk out with the draw. But no, like he had legit had an injury. And we talked about it during the preview. He's so important to what they do. And once he got subbed out, it looked so off. Like they wanted to attack, yeah. but there was no purpose in their attack, especially when they're always – relying on that guy in the center to kind of create those things. They're just looking for that guy, and there's literally no one there. They kind of switched to a 4-4-2. We talked about Bobby Wood. He's the one that kind of subbed in there. And they were, again, just attacking without purpose, and the Union just capitalized on that. Um, you know, Gazak won. Obviously, you know, you catch uh, Jackson, the goalkeeper for New England, in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not reading that play right, and he fouls Carranza in the box. Gazak's going to nail that in there. Yep. Um, I, the Urre won, you know. I don't, I don't want to talk about Kai Wagner, but he really set that up very well where Ure was just at Both the right place. Both of the second goal, at the second, the right third time. goal. Your boy, Nate, those hops again. Man Nate of the match as well. Ariel, <laughs> that's for sure. Get that, we got to get the Air Nates out here, man. Get those sneakers. I geez. like that. I like that. Jordan, yes. holler at Nate. Um, but no, he, again, on off a set piece, getting at the right place at the right time. And then... <clears throat> And the second half, I, I don't know per se what it was. Some of the substitutions, like Veroni coming in, that definitely did help. I, I do feel like the Union kind of just put the foot off the gas pedal. That Gustavo Bau goal was so frustrating. Like, he puts the defense on skates. It's very uncharacteristic. And, yo, I'm glad that this is Bau's final year because <laughs> I'm tired of these wicked shots that he's been hitting on Andre Blake, and they've been going in. But they close it out. Obviously, we had some extracurriculars. The emotions are going to be high. It is playoff soccer. Yeah. New England hates Philly. Philly hates New England. Uh, And, I mean, with that performance, I really wanted to take that momentum into game two. 
But now with all everything that's been going on, it's a whole other ballgame. The whole the, the fact that there's no aggregates, Renee, changes everything because now this game essentially does not even matter. Correct. Because now you got to go into game two with even more emotion. You struggle at Gillette Stadium. Honestly, I think the momentum's on New England side, <coughs> but I, I, I did feel like there were things that they could build upon, but I don't even know now because of what's been going on. <sighs> well, Eugene Krabs, you're making some great points about uh, Kevin Durant needing to use his ownership power. We're going to have to have a conversation with KD. <laughs> I know he might be playing right now, but not important. As uh, We need to get you locked in to help out with the union, getting them squared away. There. Because, Travman, you're saying set pieces also might be different now. For as great mm. as the union looks, to talk about momentum, as great as the union looked in that first half, set pieces, it's Kai Wagner on the, on the third Literally. goal, plays a beautiful ball into Nate Harriel. Um, that's not an easy finish, first of all. If anybody, if, listen, header, I I, used, I was good at scoring head ball goals, but the, you have to time your jump, you have to time how you're attacking the ball, the angle that you're hitting the ball in frame, and Nate does it very well. Uh, and then also that goal to to Ure, as you talk about, it's Kai Wagner again, a beautiful ball in the box and really places it in a spot where now you are forcing the Revs to try to clear off their own goal line. And that's how it was able to deflect ping, ping, ping back of the net. So set pieces as a whole have been something that's been an advantage because you can now bring up Jack Jacob, who's not out there. You can bring up your better players in the air. You have Kai who's able to drop the ball into perfect spots. Oh, wait, might not have Kai. Might Definitely don't have Glesnes. It's just all these things that have been going well for them are not going to be, possibly not going to be there. And I think what makes it the most frustrating is, as we should be excitedly talking about this game, excitedly talking about the positives. Instead, it's like, okay, they scored a beautiful set-piece goal and Kai Wagner had two assists. Oh, wait, we don't know if Kai Wagner's going to be out there next game. Damian Lowe was solid in center back. Oh, he might have to stay there. It's just like, how much more can you continue taking away from the union? But overall, liked the fact they were able to jump ahead, have a nice insurance goal and a second insurance goal at that. So that way when Gustavo uh, did score in the second half, it wasn't as big of an issue. But defensively, I was a little concerned. You know, looking back on that game now, especially knowing that you might not have Kai or, or Jacob, that's very concerning the way that they looked a little flat as mm -hmm. the game progressed. Yeah, no, and obviously intensity playing for a full 90 minutes has been an issue for the Union, especially as of late, and obviously fatigue yeah. is a concern. But, I, I you know, for Lowe, I, I, I told you after the Nashville match, I'm really expecting a big playoff from Lowe, and it was a good first test here, and we're going to need it because we have yeah. no other options here. I thought he looked solid overall. Um, that Bo, Bo goal, that I think that was on Elliott. Harriel was the last one there, but, I mean, Bo just looked really good on that play. But. yeah. Um, going forward, I, I would be, we know what's more concerning to me is, is Gazdag, honestly. Mm, um, okay. I, I really didn't hear much from him, obviously, besides the PK. And look, we know he nails PKs and that, that is fantastic, but <clears throat> you don't see a lot of that creativity. You just don't see a lot of that mm -hmm. shot creating ability this year, like you did last year. And a lot of that has to do with fatigue. Yes, but also two teams just knowing this union attack, there's plenty of tape on it. It's the same team like we keep talking about. So yeah. teams have kind of the, the 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 blueprint of how to kind of slow down the union. So I'll see if that if there could be any type of changes there. But I, yeah. that, that's one thing I would love to see Gazdag just go, you know, dare I say full Gazdaddy mode there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, we like that he's finishing penalty kicks, but we'd like to see more from him in the run of play. It shouldn't take just a PK that... Gazag's able to get on the scoreboard and you do have moments where he almost disappears. And that's a very big concern to me, especially at this point of the season, because with losing 
Jacob Glesnes, uh, definitely. And then possibly, who knows what's going to happen with Kai. And in general, this team has has had such an up and down with injuries mm-hmm. and and not being able to play 90 minutes. Well, you need your big your big names to step up. Yeah. And Julian Carranza has been solid. Um, obviously, he creates the penalty kick with that run. But you need more. You need more from them. You can't have them now in the biggest moment completely disappear. And so I think that's why I'm the most frustrated because, yes, you get past – New England. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you still have to play them again. But as someone was mentioning in the chat earlier, it's concerning now for the future because it only gets harder from here. And you need yeah. to have okay. It's not going to be Jacob Jackson and Net. It's going to be some. It's going to be a, a, a more experienced, more aware keeper. Obviously, we we still have to talk about, and we'll probably get into this on Thursday. Who's going to actually be a net for New England? Who knows? But. Overall, this team that you're you're beating up on in New England, this is not the MLS Cup. This is just round one. We need you to be able to have some sort of changes, the way that you're playing, moving in a direction that it's helping you win games. And I talked prior to game one about my winning recipe. The union actually did it. I was talking about composure, not having a number of offsides, being uh, better with the timing of their final run. And the union were um, had zero excuse me, two offsides calls in that game. Um, Also just being able to create in the final third and, you know, sticking together as a team, playing with intensity. And I thought that they did a lot of the things that I was hitting on. But now to me, I want to see, can you take that next step as we get ready for game two and be even more creative, creating even more options, 18 shots on the day, just four of those on target. Mm -hmm. So that's less than a third of your shots that are actually on frame. And obviously three of them went in. Yeah, and Jim kind of alluded to that as well. Like he, because the goals, like you mentioned, they were like all like 10 minutes apart. Yeah. So he was expecting like that six, seven goal route to kind of happen. Oh. It hasn't really happened per se this year. Um, But it would have been great seeing that happen, going with that confidence in the game too, would have been much, much better. But yeah, no, I just think that really what it is is just keeping that intensity for the full 90 minutes. And that's something that they have just strictly, but straight up just been struggling with. But, however, I want to real quick, before we move forward, go into uh, our other sponsor here. I want to talk about our dear friends over at Hero Bread. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys know me, I always just try to eat a little bit healthier. And, obviously, bread, being from Philly, bread is everything to us. But, guys, you don't have to go stick to your usual Strowman, your your Acme brand, your ShopRite brand. You can check out our friends over at Hero Bread. Less <coughs> calories here uh, right now, guys. For all of our PHLY family you use if you use the code PHLY, you get 10% off of your order from for Hero Bread. Not only just loaf of bread, but they also have tortillas if you want if you're more into wraps. So guys, definitely check out our friends over at Hero Bread and thank you to our friends over at Hero Bread. Yes, and then while you're doing that, go on over to the Game Time app too. Let's let's talk about that as well while we're here because I know some of you said you have already bought those tickets for next year. I'm looking at you, Trap Man. You've already got those 2024 <laughs> tickets. Well, if you are looking to get some tickets sooner than that, Game Time app is the place to do it. You can use that code PHLY, get $20 off of your purchase. They've got concerts, games, regular season, playoff games, a lot there that you are able to check out uh, with the Game Time app. So be sure to use that code PHLY. They make it easy. It's right on your phone. You can see your seats and pictures of it. And you can also get some great prices while you're there. So who doesn't mind saving and having fun at the same time? So there, there's been some chaos, obviously, um, not just with the union. I talk about the union are becoming Sixers level drama. As I just <laughs> saw a notification that Joel Embiid was fined thirty five thousand dollars for his uh, 
triple triple h celebration that he did against the blazers yeah so this is where we are sixers union are like almost trying to outdo each other (laughs) of like who can have the most drama james harden trade happens kai wagner rachel star i don't know i don't know um so but on a positive though that's not dramatic is Jose Martinez getting nominated for goal of the year yes. from his June goal against Orlando. There was a tying goal. Uh, the union in that game were down 2-0, two unanswered goals. Jose Martinez scores in the final minutes, and it was a beauty. And you guys can go vote for Jose. I love seeing that. Votes. Please go vote for El Brujo because that goal, that, like, knuckleball goal, first time volley, that's like a bullet. If somebody got hit with that, they'd be knocked out for first sure. Almost like I went through the net. Yes. And what a first goal it was that it's up for goal of the year. And that's how you started out with your first MLS goal. So Jose Martinez, make sure you're voting. I know we'll be tweeting out the links and stuff because that goal was a beauty. And Absolutely. not dramatic in a in a bad way. We like that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely vote, guys. That was that was a lot of fun. And that moment, I think it was like the game winner as well. Yeah. And well, the tying goal. Game, game but time, it was like final minutes. They were down. Felt and you like score the game. It did feel like a goal. I mean, you tie things up in the 90th minute behind that goal. It felt like a win. And he's taking those shots. You know, he's not scared to take those shots. I don't mind when he does take those shots because it does... Bring the back back line up a little bit more, create some more space. But mm-hmm. yeah, and hopefully maybe we might need that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's looking that way. And you know, also we might need some shady rays because yes. we got to dodge all the haters out here that have all the shade <laughs> that they're throwing at the union and all Philly sports teams because it's been dramatic and we're bringing it on ourselves. But shady rays, when you use that code PHOY, you're able to get 50% off when you buy two or more premium polarized sunglasses. Now, shady rays has so many stylish different types of eyewear snow goggles they've got sunglasses might go great with your halloween costume although i don't think it would ship that fast but maybe next year maybe next year so while you're heading out to go soak up some rays hang out on the beach hang by the pool if you're traveling if you're out at the game or at the ballpark wherever you're going you can get some stylish eyewear and they've got great prices. And what makes it even better is that if you lose or break any of your sunglasses or eyewear, they will replace it for you at no extra cost. So for those that are into winter sports or wanting to go out and relax, you can use Shady Rays to be able to uh, get a nice discount. So ShadyRays.com, use that code PHLY and get 50% off when you order a pair, two or more pairs of polarized premiums sunglasses and of course they also are rated five stars by over 250,000 people Ooh, that's a nice high rating well as we get ready to wrap up though jp i know eugene crabs you're saying you don't eat healthy on halloween as you shouldn't um lauren saying you'll eat bimbo <laughs> and then uh, also saying think about where we were like 10 years ago that's carrying a, yeah carrying a coffin in the stadium oh, yeah we've, we've we've come a long way we've come a long way but it's, it's, it is wild when you think about that, JP, that at one point we were just happy to, like, score a goal, make just to, like, playoffs. be there, make the playoffs. Remember that first time the Union made the playoffs, like, six, seven years ago? Um, and now it's like, you need to go to the MLS Cup. But the bar is higher now. It's not down there anymore. Growth. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, with Philadelphia and Philadelphia sports, we always expect the best with our teams. And it's with soccer, it is no different. But... You know, yesterday, Renee, was our one-year our one year anniversary. Yes! Winning the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think that that a positive. is perfect kind of just like, you know, full circle moment. Because what that Eastern Conference Final winning was, was <clears throat> those moments exactly. Like, we could put those moments to rest because we didn't have anything to kind of look forward to. And obviously, the year before that mm-hmm. was the COVID match, which obviously we all know. 
But, you know, being there, and I was in the River's End, and being there with fans that I've sat with for three, four years, people who love and are crazy about the union as I was, it was such a euphoric moment. I put, I put the clip out on my Twitter account <laughs> if you guys want to check that out. I did see like it. I was, did you cry? Was that real I, tears? I did. I did I saw cry. tears, JP. Um, yeah, it was, like, so emotional. I'm, like, getting goosebumps thinking about that moment exactly because, yeah. Roman, just, don't cry. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry right now. No, but, like, in all seriousness, like, that moment, you know, obviously covering the union too as well going through all the moments that we've gone through in philly in philly union history it was the, it was the moment it was the moment we've been waiting for and obviously would have loved to have the MLS cup i probably would have been bawling my eyes out there but i said it there like to me winning the super bowl was probably my sports life the best moment that eastern conference final literally right there because it was that special yeah, it was it was very special being down, coming back, take you know, taking the lead and then going on to win. And I was looking at your video and I was like, oh, what a time. Remember when <laughs> things were nice then. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. But Chapman, you're saying seeing your club lift up a championship almost made uh, a cup almost made you cry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is definitely wild when you think it was just a year ago is 366 days ago that the union won in the Eastern Conference final now that we're a day after it. Um, but unfortunately, as you mentioned, Eugene, you just had to add that salt to our happy moment to remind us that November 5th is the day that they lost. We know the MLS Cup was November 5th. It was also the same day that the Phillies lost. It was a bad day in, in Philly sports or a good day, depending on how you look at it, but not a great day. Um, it was a no good, very bad day, as the book is said. But for the union, it was definitely that moment that, as you mentioned, and as Lawrence talked about in the chat, and as we all know, when you look back on the first time that they won a playoff game, the supporters' shield, all the different chaos and adversity and challenges and, and steps that the union made to get to that point last year, and to also cement themselves in the conversation of being a top club in the MLS. That's part of what that run to the MLS Cup really brought. It was This, was, this is a team that doesn't matter if they're middle of the pack in terms of salaries. They're top of the pack in terms of standings, yes. results, success, and being a competitor for winning winning hardware. So I loved the fact that you posted that, and people were also sharing their, like, where were you one year ago? Where did you watch? How did you feel? And I remember, like, it was like a pinch-me moment. It didn't feel real because – for me personally, having worked with the team and being there starting in 2020 when they won the Supporter Shield, it was kind of like I've been seeing this up close, the growth of this. And obviously before 2020, since just watching like Ryan Richter, a former colleague of mine, I remember starting to watch when he was playing with the union and I'm like, or a classmate, I'm sorry. I'm so used to saying colleague now. Former classmate of mine, I was like, oh, there's my teammate Ryan. And so I started watching then back when he was playing in 2010 and moving on just was continuing to follow the union 2020 actually being a part of the team. You know, you just got that up close and personal look behind the scenes. So by last year, it was like, wow, this team has been building for this and it's been exciting. Yeah. So I love and hope that we have more of these exciting moments. Eugene, we will have an exciting moment Sunday when the Eagles beat up on those cowgirls. We'll have an exciting moment when the union beat up on the Revs and close out round one. When the Phillies, um, oh, not the, the Phillies. Oh, I'm about to say the Flyers. Oh no. I'm so used to saying the Phillies from hosting the Phillies show. When the Flyers continue winning, when the Sixers, I don't know what their starting lineup is going to look like now, but when the Sixers continue winning. It's a little bit uh, like a rivalry. That was a reach. I should have just stopped after 
the Eagles. But anyways, JP, exciting things to come. We'll continue yes. breaking this down on Thursday. We've got more here on PHOY Union Podcast. Thursday on our live show at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It'll be the two of us. We're also going to have Larry back on the show. Hey. We'll take a deeper dive. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I did say the Phillies. Um, unfortunately, by then, we may know uh, yeah. the repercussions of Kai Wagner. And I say unfortunately because I'm not that optimistic. And I'm hoping that... It's not bad, and it's a misunderstanding, but that's not the case of what I'm getting. So we will know more. We'll continue unpacking those details. Um, it is about to be wing season as the hey. NLL is getting started. I know about those Philly wings. Um, but more exciting things here on PHOI Union Podcast. For JP, Coach, I'm Renee Washington. Have a great Halloween. Trick or treat. Smell your feet. Give candy. me something good to eat. Eat all the candy <laughs> you can. Brush your teeth after so you don't have cavities. Please. And we'll see you back more here on Thursday. Have a good one, guys. Dude. We all silly like the mayor. 